Hey, ladies. Welcome to the Hoops Talk. Open it up. Wow, 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 wow. Gosh, I can't believe it's going to be a three-day weekend because every day just melds. Where was (laughs) April? It's been a two-month-long weekend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been been weird, to say Mm -hmm. the least, to say the least. Um, Karen, how are you doing back there? I see you have a fire going on in your background. There's literally a fire going on in SF as we speak, and we are hot in here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got a disco inferno happening out in the field. The roof, the roof, Mm -hmm. the roof is on fire. I heard it. Great karma. (laughs) All right. Oh, take it back. Take it back. How are you doing with uh, the new moon in Gemini? Um, you know, Gemini is my rising and moon sign, so God. I think I'm going to excel in this age. You know what? I'm going to do sign of the cross right now. <laughs> Gemini, <laughs> yeah. Gemini, <laughs> nah. Nah. I, I cannot. I worked with a Gemini, and oh, let's yeah. just say that was not a, the most pleasant of experience. <laughs> <laughs> Well, keep the fires down there, Karen. Um, Stay safe. Kendall, how are you? I see you're in the mountains of Utah or something. I'm in the red rocks of Utah. Nice. Nice. How's it going there? It's going. Just hanging with the fam. How is the weather there? Uh, It was actually pretty cool this week, but it's supposed to get hot as balls again, so whatever. I don't even know. Man. How's L.A.? Well, I'm holding it down for everybody in LA, you know, yes. got our, got our masks, making some potato salad. I'm going to, I'm going to make like a bunch of foods that would be eaten at like a summer picnic or at a barbecue and just eat them I on like the sofa that. with pajamas on. Yes. Like Windows <laughs> wide open. You mean you're not going to go to the beach like everybody else in the no. freaking city? Oh, shit. Absolutely not. I know my background is a beach, but before we started, I don't like beaches. I've never been a fan. Um, it's dumb. So, you know, <laughs> I will stay with the beaches, leave the beaches to the people that all of a sudden we have a bunch of beach bums and, yeah. so I'm and like, surfers, oh, like where'd y'all yeah. come from? Yeah. Like, cool. Fine. Yeah, they can have the beaches. No, I I prefer to have my picnic on the couch wearing pajamas. So I mean, in reality, this is this is kind of like a high point, like of my lifestyle. <laughs> right? Everyone's it's a healthy about, lifestyle. Everyone's bitching about quarantine. And I'm like, this is kind of what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I like cracked open a claw and watched like some funny shows, some funny uh, movie lifestyle. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do miss sports. I'm glad we have this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing this. We're keeping it going. So we shall see. But we do have a guest today. Mm-hmm. Super excited. Um, she's in our virtual waiting room. So we're going to bring her on shortly. It's part of our Women Crush Wednesday segment. I'm, Crushing it. Crushing I'm really, it. really excited because I'm hoping in addition to like her talking about her career journey, I have some topics that I wanted her to go over with us, mm-hmm. use her legal mind. Nice. To help us some timely some topics. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, so yeah, so she's going to come on. But before we do that, as always, I'm going to do a little house cleaning. So uh, let me get into that. So 
as always, you want to remember to please subscribe, like, and review. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Overcast. I mean, we are RSS everywhere. Oh, RSS everywhere. everywhere. And look, if you subscribe, I don't know how many times I need to say this. This is the hottest tip that you're going to get in all 2020. Hot tip. Hot tip. Hot tip. If you subscribe, then you will be alerted when a new episode is available for you to listen to. So you don't have to be like worrying, like, oh, is the Habs the Hoops talk come out yet? You'll get notified, push notifications. Even if you download or if you listen to us on the Good News Radio app, it has push notification, it tells you when we're live, and that is really helpful so that you know when you can go and listen to a fresh episode Hot off the presses. Because no one knows that it's Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. when it is Wednesday, no. 6.30 p.m. Because it's no. the same day. It's Groundhog's Day yeah. all week. <laughs> well, if you think yeah. about it, it's almost like we're an essential because we're telling you what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of the week. <laughs> it's, Wednesday, to Friday. it's Wednesday, okay. 6.30. And, you need to, and the hoop talk is on. So we're actually providing a skill. We're providing essential for you to remember what day and time it is. Where you're at so we're rss essential there you go I, I, we're just gonna put it out there we are essential so subscribe that is really important um we also have a youtube channel and it is awesome because you get to see our beautiful faces our sometimes harrowing backgrounds like Sharon's the song buyer um and you also get to see our <laughs> our guest faces you know you get to see them and uh, it's a lot of fun putting those up and so yes if you subscribe and you'll get to see the premiere of the show so uh, yeah and you can chat mm -hmm. you can actually chat in the premiere uh function of youtube which i went on and i was and you went on you chatted karen um but yeah that's available so youtube has actually been super amazing um so check us out there you can subscribe and then our um social handles we are on twitter and instagram at the hoops talking and we're on tiktok at the hoops talk podcast i liz lap in her 40s made my first tiktok ever oh. <laughs> <laughs> on our tiktok it did well I think yeah. it's how many yeah, how many oh, views how many, you got? How many views? I almost I got over two hundred and fifty views. Damn. Okay, there so you go. um I'm, I did a duet. So I don't know if you know that feature where you have someone else's TikTok. I know, I was like I didn't just record myself or gotcha. you know, my husband sneak up on my husband or something. I actually did a function in the platform. I know. <laughs> There you go. But I will say that I ran it by our intern because mm. he is the, you know, I don't just throw content up there without uh, consulting our Hoops Talk intern. Um, so he approved it. He laughed and he didn't think his auntie was lame. So oh, there you go. I think coming from a soon Met to the be criteria. Four, yeah. Soon, coming from a soon to be 14 year old and heading into high school the highest praise I could get right now. <laughs> so that happened. Um, so yeah, so if you go to um, TikTok, we're the Hoops Talk podcast, and you can follow us and see what our Hoops Talk intern is doing. So that's all I have, unless Karen, you have, or Kendall, you guys have any updates or anything you want to throw out? Nada. 
If not, we're going to go ahead and bring on uh, our Women Crush Wednesday guest next. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome to the Hoops Talk. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So for today's Women Crush Wednesday, we have our special guest, Kelsey Trainer, who is an entertainment lawyer at Abrams Media, a producer and a sports writer. Um, and you're a fierce advocate for fairness in sports, especially when it comes around to women in sports. And welcome to the Hoops Talk. We can't wait to learn more about you and what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm ready. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I actually started to uh, learn more about you through Twitter, as crazy yeah. as that mm-hmm. is. Twitter is my jam. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay, good. <laughs> jam, yeah. <laughs> so as we, you know, started to do more, um, you know, doing our the Hoops Talk, the podcast, connecting through Twitter has been a huge component to who we are finding as guests and who are finding as, you know, fellow supporters and allies for what we're doing. Um, and that's how I found you and started reading what you're doing. And I read a lot of the pieces that you put out there um, on on Mediate, um, also your podcast, um, what is it, Calling, Calling Game On. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I was uh, really interested. And I wanted you to come on to our show. I talked to the, to the co-host. I'm like, this would be great to have you on. Um, so as your – what we'd love to hear is what is – what has been your career journey as a you know, sports fan and as how you've decided what it is that your your focus has been when it comes to sports and um, just kind of take us through, you know, just your career journey because our audience would love to know how you become you. Yeah, so it's going to be a bit full circle and there's going to be some twists and turns in there. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I went to college for political science, uh, didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated from college. So I ended up uh, coaching college basketball. I used to coach high school basketball while I was in college. So I coached at a division three school just outside of Philadelphia and decided I wanted to go to law school. So I went to law school, kind of had to give up coaching because of that. Uh, still did so, coach some AAU stuff. And then I practiced law in Philadelphia for about two and a half years um, in like the civil area. I clerked for a judge. I worked for the insurance commissioner of of a bunch of states. Mm. Um, Nothing related to sports or entertainment or, you know, really anything fun. Um, (laughs) um, But I will have to say, I mean, I learned a lot. I liked it. um, And everything was good, right? Like everything was good. I had a good job, a good place to live, this and that. And then Philadelphia, my hometown. um, and I get a call one day from a friend of mine who's a producer on the executive uh, on the show Blue Bloods. And he just calls me up and he's like, "I think you should come work for me." And I'm like, "What? Like, what do you mean?" Um, and he was like, "Yeah, like, come work for me." His assistant had left and for for a different job, and he was like, "I'll put you in every room. I'll put you, you know, introduce you to every wow. board member, every this and that." And so I, I thought about it. I talked to you know my the jerk the judge that I was clerking for and my. Uh, law firm boss and they were like you got to do it because your fallback plan is that you're a lawyer so I went from having an assistant to being an assistant um (laughs) I moved to New York uh July or no probably May 2018 Mm -hmm. and just went right in like you know really a crash course thrown right into the fire um of Blue Bloods which which is a season show it's been Mm -hmm. around for you know now 10 years um and 
it was really interesting because you know, I walk into a room and I know that everybody in that room thought that I was there for a different reason. Okay, and Just let people use their imaginations of why they thought I was there. Um, and then as soon as they met me and, and I would say, I have to give so much credit to my boss, Dave, because he would be like, you know, you got to talk to Kelsey. She's so smart. She's a lawyer. You know, he literally went up to Tom Selleck and was like, Tom, she's a really good one. Right. Same thing. Johnny Wahlberg, like all these people. So I would walk in and after a few months there, you know, these people became my friends, the cast, the crew. And then I learned so much about the entertainment industry because he had an overall deal with CBS. So we were also pitching shows, working with mm -hmm. agents and this and that. Um, kept my law license active. So through there, I, um, now I'm just going to kind of pause there because none of that has to do with sports yet. Yeah, no, no, that's great. <laughs> no, I, I, you'll be surprised how like similar it has nothing to do with sports and then it's all exactly. sports. <laughs> yeah. And then, so probably I worked there for six or seven months. And, um, through that, I got, uh, an opportunity at a talent agency to go and work there and, you know, they were great, but, um, I ended up having to come back to Philadelphia for family reasons. So I didn't stay at the job because mm -hmm. I couldn't really know when I was coming back. Right. Um, and went back to New York after a few months, maybe Jan, February, March of 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last year, it feels like wow. forever ago. <laughs> wow. Um, and different world. I, right. And I, applied for a few different jobs. I started my own um, PR and like branding company. I like worked with some minor like athletes and mm -hmm. people on Broadway and actors, just those different connections that I had made through opportunities mm -hmm. and places that I had been. Um, and I just was looking for something steady. You know, I was getting rejected from like being a, a person to work at the counter of your bar studio. <laughs> right. Wow. I had a law degree wow. and this and that. And it was, so, you know, so it was a lot of downs. And then I applied on LinkedIn for a job for business um, development at Abrams Media. And I walk in, and it's run by Dan Abrams from uh, ABC News mm -hmm. and Live TV. And he kind of looks at my resume. He's like, I just thought it was so interesting, right? You're a lawyer who works worked in entertainment. Like, kind of what's happening? Um, and I got the job there. And instead of just being business development, I ended up being their in-house counsel, business mm -hmm. legal affairs. Wow. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of the journey again nothing to do with sports yet right um and so, and so a colleague of mine there named Amba she played softball in college and we talk sports all the time and she just said to me one day she's like I want to start a sports podcast and I was like all right well they're hard to monetize right I'm like but yeah. let's sell it like <laughs> let's figure out a way that we can make them like or at least let them let us do it so we figured let's write, start writing articles that coincide with the podcast and the site Mediate, um, you know, is fairly popular and, and gets good numbers. So we just started doing that. And the first one we did was about, um, you know, Alex Morgan sipping tea and getting, you know, blasted by the media and the world for that. Um, yeah. And it was just about, you know, the bias in the media and how that's covered versus, you know, a tennis, a male tennis player saying he wanted the entire stadium to blow up. And that was cool. Yeah. Um, right. So it kind of started off that way. And then, you know, me being myself, kind of coming back full circle, always loved sports, loved playing it, loved coaching it, loved being around it. And then volunteering with some organizations like Play Like a Girl and, and keeping young girls involved mm. in sports. So um, that's just kind of where I started. I started writing like July 2019. Last year was our first everything. And then, you know, got wow. to interview some cool people and, you know, this and that. And from there, it's just been so fun and started writing at other places um you know uh, equalizer soccer and forbes and all mm -hmm. that stuff and 
So that's kind of my full circle journey that, um, you know, went a lot of zigs and zags. Right. Mm -hmm. And are you finding that writing in sports, what is the draw for you? Like why, you know, of all this like journey, because I mean, you worked on Blue Bloods, which is still going, right? You could have gone the entertainment route, you know, it's ripe for for you. And especially as a, a lawyer, entertainment lawyer, why go as a woman let's be honest not the easiest you didn't pick the easiest of the lanes you could have been (laughs) doing (laughs) so why do you then decide like okay I you're just full force you're like sports is gonna be it it's you know I can't write on something one that I'm not knowledgeable about and like I don't like to speak on stuff that I'm not knowledgeable about Mm -hmm. either and and two that I don't feel passionate about um and so sometimes that's in entertainment sometimes that's in Mm -hmm. sports but it just it, there was a lot coming out. Um, and I almost kind of had this like reawakening of, uh, you know, relearning title nine and everything that goes along with that. Um, and talking about college athlete pay and, um, there's a something when there's a sense of just unfairness and, you know, injustice, I don't know, maybe that's why I became a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it gets to me. And so I, I try to stick to my, um, my sports law niche but at the Mm. same time like because I went worked in entertainment like I like storytelling I like Mm. the things that make people feel like they are not alone um that they're that you know other people out there can relate to them and so that's kind of why sports because I think it's a microcosm of society you know I think that any issue you see in the sports world you know when there's gender discrimination in sports I I experienced the same thing in the law like I once had a Mm. judge come up to me in the courthouse and like pinch my cheeks right? Like, oh, what? I, know. I know. And I literally, I stepped back and I said, don't ever touch me. Like, but those are things like he never, people would come into court and they would shake my six foot two intern hand. Mm. But they wouldn't shake my hand. They didn't think I was the law clerk. They thought he was. Wow. You know, so it's the same thing. And it's the same level of kind of disrespect and mm. um, unfairness that are just inherent everywhere. And sports is, you know, it, it's people pay attention to it. So Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why I, I gravitate towards there. And I, you know, plus I just like it. Yeah. I <laughs> think you're that. right. Like we've always said that sports is basically the cult, a cultural, it's like a, you know, canary in a coal mine. Like you see things that happen in sports and it's indicative of a bigger, uh, either issue or challenge or opportunity. Right. Um, and as you can, you know, know with the pandemic, how much more, sports is meaning to everybody you know yeah I mean, it's totally evident right now oh absolutely Everyone's going crazy how, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah and how are you doing how are you doing with because you know being on the east coast is a right. hot spot how are yeah. you how are you coping you know from your day-to-day with the pandemic and the coronavirus and how how is that affecting you with your sports writing and, and the topics and what you want to cover you know, I feel very fortunate. I'm very privileged. I have a house over my head and I'm healthy and I have food. So um, I don't really have any complaints. I got out of yeah. New York City uh, right kind of in the beginning, mm. um, which was good because that was a little bit stifling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have any complaints. Um, in terms of sports writing, I tried to um, not take money from publications right mm. now because, you know, I have a job as a lawyer. And so I'm very fortunate to have that job that mm. you know we're doing well um and I know a lot of people in the sports world um you know aren't that's not the case so right. um I just 
and again, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not out there on a beat. I'm not writing every single dance thing. I'm only writing on something that kind of happens in the news or if something sparks my interest. Um, so, you know, it, it's been fine. I'd say the last few weeks I've been a bit uninspired, but. Um, ah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. It seems like there's just a, the same storyline kind of coming up over and over again. We've, we've felt the ex- exhaustion from that as well. Yeah, right. For like sure. what type Hopefully. of ball the NBA is using. <laughs> I know, right? That was right. a news, newsbreaker. That was big. And Diana Taurasi came out somewhere and said that she wants the WNBA to go eat back to like using the same ball as the NBA. I was like, oh my god! Okay, wow, yeah, love that. All right, everyone was eating it up. Right, it was on on Gino's Instagram Live. I think he was like, "What's one thing you would change?" She's like, "I don't understand why we don't use the same ball as the men." Like, come on, breaking news. Yeah, ball gate. Right, ball gate. Um, you know, I wanted to also talk to you about, I know you're a colleague and a friend of yours is Ari Chambers, and she's awesome. I hope we can get her on uh, Women Crush Wednesday soon. Um, but she tweeted out something that it, it caused like a, a good thread. Well, she always, she's always causing thread, thread right. news, she, right? She loves it. Yeah. She loves the, she the loves thread the drama. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that she tweeted out, it just hit me like so like, like a warm hug. She wrote, um, it's very confusing to me how we fight for more women's coverage, but when the smaller companies platforms reach out to do things, they get denied. This has to stop. It really does. Mm -hmm. How do you think that that can be changed? Because, you know, you have, you know, you've been able to write and, you know, we all go through this journey, but there is like so weird how, we're trying to write for the WNBA, we're trying to do some the WNBA, and it's so much more hurdles than saying like, hey, Kelsey, would you come on to our show? Or hey, right. you know, all these other people that we're finding through Twitter or, you know, through the other outlets. Why do you think that is? And how do you think that can go away, that friction? I mean, you know, listen, I've experienced exactly what Ari is talking about. I mean, I've, I've had some people um, you know, just not return emails or this and that. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I'm about to put your player or your whatever on this national website, right? Mm-hmm. Mediate is for better, or for worse, all the presidents past, present, future tweet about it, right? right? It's a, it's a massive platform. I'm about to put you on that platform mm-hmm. and there's just no response. Um, I can't do anything to change whoever's in charge there. Um, there is something about this, like kind of the old guard and protecting, mm-hmm you know, who gets access. I don't have time for that. You know, the right. same way that there's so many people in the men's world and men's sports um, who are doing interviews, this and that. Um, there's, it should be the same for women. And um, I think it's a little bit, I think social media is great because it kind of is, um, uh, it takes away some of that, those middle people where mm-hmm. you know, some of the agents who are unresponsive, um, you know, many of them are great, but some yeah. are just unresponsive. Um, gives you an, an opportunity to directly talk to the player just mm. shoot him and you know respectfully of course right um, that's that's how I've had to go about it a lot of times you know any interview I do it's very rarely through an agent it's usually me reaching out to the person through you know a connection or I know them just asking right. 
Um, and that is also something that's just because I've been fortunate to be in some places, you know, like Ari invites me to this event or I'm at this event and just happen to meet people and make those relationships and um, continue them. But it's problematic. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer other than people in the positions of um, power and access need to just kind of step back and check their egos, you know, right. because there's just no reason. And it's somebody said to me the other day, like uh, maybe an agent or this or that. And it was like, Oh, well this player, this company isn't like a big enough name. Mm. And it's like, no, you're not doing your job. If you can't market something in a way to, instead of them being the story, you make the story, tell mm. the story, like, you know, create the narrative. So right. what, so what it's not Serena Williams. If there's a story about, some, you know, female athlete who's working four jobs and this and that, make that big. Like you right. have to do your job to, to set that up. So, um, yeah, there, people just need to check their egos. That's, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, and it's yeah. so, it's so frustrating. And I, I feel frustrated that sometimes I have to text Ari to tell me not to tweet something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold yeah. me back. Yeah, we have I know. She's always like, that. like, oh, yeah, we've talked about having a lot of tweets in draft mode, and you know, and mm-hmm. then you just have to delete, delete it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it's it's interesting because you would think if ESPN is only well, and I pick on ESPN because they're kind of like the mecca for this. But right. if ESPN is only is going to be very selective, then find other avenues. Mm-hmm. You know, you. Yeah, and it's very selective, and you know they have this monopoly and, you know, on the sports world. Um, and it's, you know, it's good. They do a lot of good things, but you know, why are we not, why are we not seeing at least the agents and, and the people who can grant them, why are we not seeing the opportunity to take kind of that power out of their hands and yeah. put it into some different people. And also like, do not, do they not realize what it does to the come up of some young of some of these young women requesting these interviews yeah are you not giving it to them like by you giving it to some big name person right they're good they do that all the time you give it to somebody who is from a smaller platform and you're helping their career right yeah. that's what women are supposed to be doing building each other up yeah um and you know so I think that's the problem too is like you know why aren't you helping out some of these young people who are putting in the work right uh, and covering games and beats and this and that for like no money <laughs> right no yeah like, let's 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 help each other out here agreed know? and how do you think that so one of the things that we talk about too is the do you feel well we feel that there's a lack of men who are allies you know we find you know that we're always saying like women supporting women we try to support women we hope that you know we get support where are the men in this and what is a what how is there a way or is there a script we can write for them so that they feel like they can still support us and yet still hold on to whatever it is that makes them not support us what can we what can happen do you have one I think it's twofold I think there are a lot of men out there who say they support women and women's sports and the come up and uh they don't they actually restrict access and so Mm -hmm. that's kind of a hard thing to spot uh but it's out there um and I have to say like I will some of the biggest advocates for me in the sports world have been men Mm. like Jay Billis we had him on the podcast Mm -hmm. that we did and I literally just emailed him lawyer to lawyer I was like 
he, he I look up, he's on TV, emailed him. He must have responded during commercial break. He's like, sure, I'll come on tonight. <laughs> it was wild. I'm sitting there like blown away because it's Jay Billis. I'd never met him before. And he just yeah. responded to my email right. saying, sure, I'll come on tonight. Right. And so from that, you know, afterwards we, we chatted and, and had all gone out for, to dinner. Um, and he was like, anything you need, just ask me. He's like, mm-hmm. if I can't do it, I'll just say no, but just ask me. He's like, and I, and I said the same thing, anything you need, family, friend, yeah. people that want jobs in entertainment, this and that, if I can help out, I will. Um, and so the same thing, you know, he shares every article I post. He gives mm-hmm. me advice on, you know, stuff like that. I mean, David Barry from uh, the, you know, mm-hmm. the economist, like he's yeah. somebody who's out there sharing my stuff and promoting me all the time. So um, I will say that there are some really genuine men out there in positions of power I think sometimes it's like I'll give people credit it's like you can't take every cause right like yeah you can't support everything and so I know a lot of people get on LeBron James sometimes and like he could be doing more of this and that like dude's doing a lot right like, you know, <laughs> he like built a school he built a I school mean. and so maybe he's not doing like the be as active and vocal as Kobe or this and that but like there's only so much time and energy you can devote to things. So I try to give some people, the men in positions of power, benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But to what you're saying, I mean, some people are just not prepared to take the flack or they're not educated enough to respond to the criticism. Yeah. Um, and so that's where it's like, all right, just hit us up. We'll tell you. We'll give you more. We'll DM <laughs> you the know. answers so right. you can sound good. Well, we don't care. We don't want the credit. Just start speaking up and using mm-hmm. your platform for yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Honestly, um, I, w- I mean, honestly, I w- we should have like a, a Google doc secret. that is shared. Yeah. yeah. And then secret every time. Male allyship club. You just yeah. Info. You want some talking points? We got them for you. Totally. The skulls. Well, yes. <laughs> like, yes. How, how sad is it that we have to keep doing the work in order for them to do that, right? <laughs> right, like, right. I mean, it's just classic. How it always you know? is. Like, we it's like you, gotta make it, you just got to make them think it's their idea. You know? Right. Like, at this point, I don't care how it gets done <laughs> because the, the more we move along, the more we progress you know, things, things yeah. will get better. That's how yeah. progress is step by step. Unfortunately, it's not, uh, you know, these massive leaps and bounds that we yeah. it was. Yeah, I know. It's like, whew, it's a <laughs> lot of steps. So. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted, I definitely want to switch into some, I wanted to use your legal brain yeah. to discuss some um, sports legal topics but before we do that I would we'd love to have you share like a hot tip or or something um that if someone's listening right now to you um who wants to become either a lawyer or a sports writer or a a sports lawyer however what is something that they can do or take away that from your insights to help them in their their career right I'll say my secret weapon is um, you know, I'm not the smartest person in any room. I'm not the most talented person in any room, but I just treat people well, uh, just in general. And, you know, I think people can spot people who treat di- people differently based on who they think they are. And that's a big problem in any industry where status or whatever matters. Um, you know, people won't talk to you or won't respond to you because they don't think that you're somebody. Um, right. And so, if you just treat people well, you know, it, I just believe in good karma and it's worked for me. Just be nice to people, take interest in people in general because people are so interesting. Um, yes. and you know, 
five years down the line, you might get a phone call from them because they you know, may end up being your boss, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my end goal. Yeah. My end goal is to just surround myself with super smart people and, um, you know, hopefully they'll let me carry their bags. Um, <laughs> but that's the tip that people are missing. I think it's like genuineness and authenticity and just, just be kind to people. I mean, yeah. the myth of the nice girl is like a thing and it's, it, mm-hmm. you know, just be nice. It, it works out. I love that. Love it. I, I love it. That's that's such a good advice. You know, a lot of people don't value just something as simple as just being nice. So right. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know the the text check in with somebody here or there, and mm-hmm. you know people people will say, oh you're brown nosing or oh you just want this person for that. Do you know how many like yeah? There's so many people <laughs> or this or that or thing opportunities that I have not taken or not happened. Um, but it's just, you know, it's human connection. And that's yeah. really secret, I think, to business. You're going to have successful people who aren't like that. Um, but I think that they're the, you know, the outliers. And yeah. are people that are really successful, um, you know, are the people who treat other people well. That's a good hot tip, everybody listening. That's a great hot tip. Be nice. Yeah, be nice. <laughs> be nice. Wash your hands. Not that tough. I'm just going to throw that hands. one in there. I'm just throwing that <laughs> one out there. <laughs> Wash your hands, wear your mask, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So we're going to switch gears because, like I said, I wanted, I had a few, I know when I first reached out to you, I was like, I had been reading through a few of these topics, some, some sports uh, legal stuff that was happening. And I'm like, you know what, let me reach out to Kelsey because she is a lawyer and she writes about sports and right. she could maybe unpack some of these mm-hmm. bigger things. Right. Mm-hmm. So right off the top, super hot, the U S women's national soccer team. Ooh. Right. I, <laughs> I think that was everyone's collective, uh, <laughs> response uh, yeah. was it the judge that pinched your cheek that made that judgment because I, I mean, <laughs> right 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 um yeah so just some just some background of the latest thing you know the latest that right. happened was that uh you know both parties filed for summary judgment which is just a way to get the case kind of um dismissed all mm. or parts of it before a trial happens you know it's basically here's all the facts that we right. have at this point all of these facts applied to this law means there's okay. no possible way a jury could decide opposite um and so that's what happened in this case the judge dismissed the u.s women's national team the players he dismissed their equal pay act claim which is the the base of the entire thing essentially right right? it was the equal pay equal pay chance that was happening Mm -hmm. and he also dismissed the compensation part of their title seven claim which is gender discrimination Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very similar they usually go hand in hand what does remain is title seven claims as they relate to um their travel you know so the difference in uh travel and the player personnel that's provided to uh the teams Mm -hmm. so the training staff and 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 medical staff stuff like that um so i would say that my first reaction when that summary judgment you know when that came down i it was a friday it's a friday Mm -hmm. news dump and I, i was like I was upset, you know, like as a woman first and foremost, I was like, wow, this is a blow. And it felt like such a huge blow. Um, And I know, you know, pretty much everyone else. And then I had to kind of take the night and read through it because I I Mm -hmm. couldn't even write on it. I was just, (laughs) you know, I couldn't even do it. It it hurt. 
Um, And then I've looked at it more. I've dissected it more. I've talked to a lot of people about it. And I have maybe two or three points uh, Mm. after the fact that that I really feel about it now. Um, Mm. One is that I really don't think that we should discount the kind of quality of life parts of the the lawsuit that remain, right? Like everyone's kind of like, oh, they lost the suit, this and that, right? But the things that still remain are things that have to do with what women have been fighting for for so long. And that's in terms of, uh, you know, having equal flights, you know, having hotel rooms. Analysis of like, it makes a difference if you are staying in a room with three different people before the World Cup or you have your own room. Is someone snoring next to you, right? Do you have leg room on a, 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 a flight? Yeah. Um, right. Training, you know, their safety. So Absolutely. all these are very important. And I think they matter. And I think we shouldn't discount that mm. uh, because everywhere, you know, even the WNBA, their collective bargaining agreement that they just, yeah. you know, yeah. that, those were a lot of the things that they fought for. Yeah. Um, and so that's one. And, and two, I think that even though they kind of lost the, the battle, I think that they're going to win the war because okay. U.S. soccer has done so much damage to their image, right? We all know yeah. that. They argue yeah. that mm-hmm. the women are inferior by birth, and therefore yeah. they should be paid less. Um, so you know, it turns out that's not you know the best route to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you've got that whole you know that whole aspect of it. Yeah. And when you think of U.S. soccer, you only think of the women. I mean, I, I literally can't name yeah. a, a player on the men's team. No. And Ooh, no. I'm, yeah. right, I'm educated enough in, in sports, but I don't know. I don't know something. I think I remember Landon Donovan. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. Uh, that right. was wild. Um, and so, you know, progress, like we were talking about before, how progress is made kind of step by step. You know, I think one of the things that the judge did in this case is he gave them a step-by-step process to uh, organize their next collective bargaining agreement Mm. so that if it is unequal in the future, Mm -hmm. they would win a claim, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you can't compare these two collective bargaining agreements. The women have one that has, you know, higher overall pay, less bonuses, but they have severance. They have these extra things. Mm -hmm. The men have one that is lower pay, but they have these bonuses that are performance-based, et cetera. And the judge was like, you can't compare these two things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But now what can you do next? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can negotiate. Their 2021 is when their collective bargaining agreement is up. You can negotiate a new agreement. And you can structure it exactly like the men's agreement. And guess mm-hmm. what? My, my guess is, is that they're going to be uh, paid less than the men yeah. based on the, on, the, on the men's agreement. And then what yeah. do you do? You sue and you win. And then you set law, like, right? Then you set precedent. Right. Um, so those are kind of my big takeaways kind of after the fact. Mm -hmm. And, um, so as much of a blow as it was, I still think, you know, the women have such bargaining power going into their next collective bargaining agreement, their negotiation, you know, it's not going to be the big $67 million payout that they saw in this case, but, um, you know, my take is that they're going to get paid, you know? Right. And I think they're going to get paid and I think they're going to set up future generations, um, you know, for even more success. That's, that, you yeah, know what, that's like a really that. good yeah. way of looking at it because mm-hmm. I, I think all of us were, we had talked a little bit about it because we were confused over the fact that the judge had said 
that the women made more than the men. Right, Therefore, that's right. why they shouldn't get equal pay. But you're like, but they won four championships. Exactly. Right. And that's also <laughs> like, right, because the nuances of the suit is that the only thing the judges considered at that point was this 2015 to 2019 period. So within mm. those four years, and based on the pay structures of the two, the women did average more money per game. Again, you take out, you take away from the fact that the only reason that they made that much more money was right. because they had to win every single thing <laughs> right. they did. Yep. And then you the get hustle. into yeah. the judge ignoring the, you know, the imbalance in negotiation. And my friend right. Carrie Ann said it best when she was like, you know, if you're in a baseball stadium and someone's in the parking lot and another person's on first base, you're not starting from the same point right. in negotiation. Mm-hmm. So that's where the women were. The women have been in the parking lot for decades. The men are already on base. They already got their warm-ups on. Everything's happening, right? Um, and so that's something the judge didn't consider that I think maybe on appeal um, eventually will get looked at. Um, but either way, right. I still think that the women have, uh, you know, they'll make huge strides in their collective bargaining agreement in that and process. Do you think, Kelsey, too, then, like, you know, if that happens in that ideal scenario, they're able to appeal because they create very similar collective Mm -hmm. bargaining agreements with the men's team. Do you see that also then sort of being this almost like template for other women's sports, WNBA and whatnot Mm -hmm. to also kind of follow in those footsteps? I think so. I mean, it's the WNBA and the NBA are different just because they are these private leagues, right? This is us soccer. They're getting, you know, they're this, they're an Olympic, they get their power from the, you know, Olympic governance Mm -hmm. or whatever, get the language. Um, And so there it i have said there's there's i don't think there's any other place in the world that this lawsuit could happen you have the players who have such personality you have the fact that the women are just so much more successful than the men and then you have the laws of the united states equal pay act and title seven that Mm -hmm. exist for something like this so you are able under because it's u.s soccer because Mm both uh men and the women are employed by u.s soccer you have this ability to get this lawsuit. You won't necessarily have that in the NBA and WNBA because they're privately owned and, yeah. and, and it's structured a bit different, but um, you know, it's something that, you know, could possibly be seen across the board and other, you know, men's and women's sports, uh, you know, with at least U S national teams. Um, yeah. So, but I, I think that the terms of it, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll look to the new WNBA's collective bargaining agreement as mm-hmm. probably the template for the most modern, um, women's sports contract for elite athletes going right. forward. I mean, they, they really did a lot. Um, but yeah. in terms of the fight for equality in general, for just women, I mean, this is, this is going to be something that if they win and if they get it, it's not just going to apply to, to women in sports. It's going to apply to other areas of, uh, of the world or of right. the United States yeah. and of the law. Right. Do you think that, I mean, I know the, the major players were thinking of it in the soccer world but do you think that they are now understanding like that it's a country you know a states wide court decision yeah no they know they Mm. they know for sure because they could have settled you know there was numbers offered to them they could have made money Mm. um they're all making money other ways Mm. they're all endorsed this and that um they know what's at stake and they know that it's setting up women not just in in the soccer world yeah. but this, this fight for there is no difference between what we are doing and what they are doing out in the mm-hmm. field and not only that we're having to work twice as hard to even yeah. get 
considered, you know, being paid the same. And I, I know that they're fully aware that that's women everywhere. I know probably every single one of us feels the same way at yeah. you know, many times. Um, so yeah, they, they know what's at stake for sure. Just like the 99ers did, um, you know, these, mm. these women do too. So what do you think is the best next step for them? Like with this appeal, I mean, the way, it, and maybe I'm confused, but the way it sounds is like maybe it's better not to do the appeal based on whatever comes out of the CBA, or how does that work? Yeah, so they can't, um, because the summary judgment didn't dismiss the entire case, they couldn't technically mm. appeal yet. So what they did Got was it. they filed a motion that said, Judge, may you please mark like this part of the case final so that we can appeal it now. Got it. We'll Got try it. the re- other two stuff, the, the Title VII stuff as it relates to the uh, travel. We'll try that separately, you know, at the scheduled date, which is now September, I believe. Yeah. We'll keep that, but mark the rest of this final for, for judgment so that we can appeal it. Um, that Got hasn't it. been ruled on yet, so we don't know if that's going to happen. If that doesn't happen, then they'll have to wait until after the trial to even appeal anything. Um, got it and it's it's a long process um yeah. so in terms of next best steps I do think that they'll go um I think they'll go as far as they possibly can you know there's there's talks of settlement um but that's not going to happen quickly right. either so um you know I think they're going to keep taking this as as far as they can until they get an offer from U.S. soccer um and you know and then you know, that's settled. And then 2021, they get to negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not a, they've got a lot of power for sure. So what's going to come first, equal pay or Megan's retirement? <laughs> oh, no. Well, Megan's young, right? Yeah. 30, 34, 34, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She, I don't know the longevity for. She can't be, you know, done up by Sue, who's almost 40 and still playing, right? <laughs> Real. <laughs> I, I, I think she'll, I think she'll play a little bit longer, you know, at least at the club level. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put it over or under on that, but uh, okay. I'm hoping for equal pay, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> that would definitely be. <laughs> yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> for sure. Amazing. So, you touched a little bit about the on the WNBA CBA, and this may not be so legal, but I'm wondering how you know what what your thoughts are on this cutting down of the roster, uh, so players can be paid. Is there anything legal that I don't know? This seems like it's a fine line or something that was kind of oh, you didn't read the fine print, right? I mean, they have to. You know, I I haven't looked at this the new CBA in terms of uh, if there's any issues with that, but you know, they need to have a certain number of people on their roster going into the, um, you know, any potential season. Mm. And, um, you know, I think COVID uh, changes a lot, you know, that there's a lot of provisions um, and a lot of things that that uh, kind of mixes out. Um, So legally, I don't know that it's so much of an issue. It's just kind of horrible for some of the players who don't even get a shot, you know, Um, it's just so unfortunate. And it's across, I mean, it's across the board and just everything in life in general right now. It's yeah. just, there's so many disappointments, um, but for the players and, you know, the later draftees, it's tough. Like this is just, yeah. it's just not the year. Uh, yeah. So. I know. I mean, I thought it was, it was, it's a great effort that the commissioner is saying, look, we're going to pay 
starting right. in June, players, even though we don't know if we're going to have a season, we still want that. Right. And to make concessions for that, you know, we need you to bring your roster down to 12, which I'm like, yeah, a lot of those young they, drafts. Are they not? I mean, and I know they have to have a certain number anyway for a regular season. Is it 12? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's sure. 12. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they have yeah. to, they just normally would have the process of training camp where they can yeah. evaluate these players. Yeah. Um, you know, some teams with how much some of the players are making under the new uh, CBA, like have, I don't even know that they have the cap space to, to fit 12 people on their team, you know? True. Um, True. There's, you know, I know there's people who deep dive into that, but that was something I read somewhere. So yeah, it's, just, it's interesting and it's unfortunate, but it's also at the same time, like, you know, agree with that Cappy and uh, the league, you know, getting something going uh, is, I think will be a good thing. If it's yeah. safe, if it's safe, that totally. So safe. I know we keep right. saying that we're just like we'd love for it, but if it's safe and right, the provisions that you have protocols that they have to put on for play is just like insane. Like yeah. one person touch the ball, mark the ball, you touch it, someone else. Said, I mean, wipe it down, take your yeah. temperature. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, golf baseball tennis uh, i could see yeah. you know bowling cornhole <laughs> you know yeah. there's certain sports but yeah. like i don't know about basketball so much a lot of passing of the ball in that unless right. oh you know what if you were this is like time for a kobe bryant you know never right. pass the ball just and take it take it, <laughs> just take it. Yeah. right so super <laughs> not gonna do well with that all he does is pass you know just right dish those yeah. dimes so true um, okay, so one other uh, topic that I thought was, so I read about this a while back now, but Zion, the Zion Williamson lawsuit, okay, I find this to be fascinating. This is like, also dabbles into how the NCAA has been changing up some of these rules, although I don't think those go into effect for like 2023, but we, there's always been those discussions about the players making money off of their own likeness versus NCAA taking that advantage and what have you. So this kind of fell, this story about Zion Williamson kind of fell in between um, him declaring to the NBA and him still like being part of the NCAA. There's like this weird like middle ground. So what happened was his agent um, before he declared he signed with them and I believe her name is Gloria and said uh, she went out and tried to get uh, the sponsorships. And then once he did declare, he decided to not no longer work with her and got a new agent. And she's suing saying, Hey, I spent time, money, efforts, marketing dollars to go and find these sponsors for you. You sign with me. You owe me all this back pay plus any potential earnings that I have been, uh, you know, that, that could have happened with this partnership. And he's trying to counter Sue now saying, no, well in, I guess we're in, I, I want to say North Carolina. I, yeah. I haven't looked at it in a while saying that, no, you have to let, you were supposed to let me know that if I were to drop you, then I would have these conditions. And because you didn't give, give me you know the that understanding I don't know you anything that's on you so it's kind of like it's very empire you know it's very like all these pieces but I would it's fascinating this kind of stuff fascinates me with agents and you know NCAA and new players what 
what can you, do you have any insights or what can you tell us more about this to help us unpack it? Yeah, I mean, so just going off based off what you said, you know, obviously the um, players are not allowed to receive certain benefits while they're playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the NC, it happens under the table. Uh, you have these new documentaries out, this team that came out, um, and it's, it's just been known that this happens. So obviously Zion being, you know, uh, just highly touted and, you know, highly skilled player would be sought after. Um, and so he did, he signed this agreement, I guess, with, uh, I think it's Gina Ford or Gloria yeah, Ford. Gina Ford. Gina yeah, Gina Ford. Yeah, Gina Ford. Mm-hmm. He signed it with her and it was for, supposed to be for five years, right? Um, and she would go out and get his sponsorships, you know, Mercedes mm-hmm. Benz, this and that. He would be represented by uh, CAA for his like actual yes. contract with the league. Yes. Uh, but this would be, you know, her job. Right. Um, and he obviously decided that he didn't want to do that. He wanted to go with CAA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's two lawsuits. There's one in Florida and there's one in North Carolina. The North okay. Carolina one is um, him versus her, okay. uh, basically saying that uh, he doesn't owe her anything and that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's no breach of contract. And she, you know, countersued saying that, you know, it's a breach of contract, breach of implied duty of good faith, fair dealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially that, you know, he's got to pay and vice versa. He filed, um, or no, she filed versus him Mm -hmm. in Florida. Um, and for that a hundred million of what she would have made, she would have, I think made five or 15% of anything within those five years. Right. Um, the crazy stuff is kind of where there's this thing called the uniform, uh, athlete agent act, right. Mm -hmm. Which in the contract, if a player is still in, uh, eligible to play, for the NCAA, there has to be this UAAA clause. Um, and this clause has to let them know that this is a warning, like blah, blah, blah. Like it has, there's certain things that need to be in it. And so if this contract didn't have it, you know, mm. he's arguing it's not valid then because he was still a player and he was okay. still eligible to play in the NCAA. In turn, she's come back and uh, put in these requests for admissions, basically saying, you uh your family got benefits your family took gifts your family did this and that so you know he's arguing i was still eligible for the ncaa and all this stuff the uaa should have been in there and she's like okay great if that's the case then uh you need then did you receive benefits did you Mm -hmm. receive this did you receive Mm -hmm. that because then he's in deep you know what right and and then you open up the gate and the doors to the ncaa to duke to what they know um so, and re- just, just kind of by way of just summary, uh, requests for admissions are something that you would send to the other side and they right. would deny them and they are under oath. You have to swear, um, you know, under oath on them. So, uh, you know, she's kind of put him in a spot to say, you know, if he, if he answers no to those things and that's true, well then he didn't need this UAA clause in his contract and mm. therefore it's valid. Yeah. Um, if he answers no to those things and it's not true, then he's committing perjury. If he answers yes, then, uh, you know, a lot of more people are in trouble. So right. it's, it's, it is really interesting. It is empire Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know how much more is going to come out about it because I think right. it might settle because uh, a lot of people could be at risk. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, although it is frowned upon to 
take the gifts. It's not law, right? It's not a legal thing to, they don't sign anything saying they can't. It's just one of those like gentlemen's agreement or am I no, well, for the players, I mean, that any eligibility that they would have um, okay. would be lost. And it is against, there's certain um, uh, federal laws that they would be violating, not not the player, but these agents, these coaches, these um, uh, managers, they're violating the same way with the guy from um, this team that, you know, mm. they arrested him for federal, violating sure. a bunch of federal laws. Um uh, you know, I've, I've, I have thoughts on that in and of itself, <laughs> but, um, you know, they exist for, for better or for worse, they Got exist it. and they're out there. So, yeah. Okay. Cause I was thinking if he were to, if Zion just came out and said, yeah, I did do, I did take this. I'm no longer with NCAA. I'm. He the, would be good. Yeah. He, he would, would be fine, fine. But a lot of other people would Got be it. up a creek for sure. Yeah. Okay. Including yeah. Duke. Duke. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> Coach K. Coach K. We don't want, you know. Yeah. And guess what? It happens everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, it happens everywhere. It's just, it's, that's the part, you know, and I write on a number of different things. One of them is being, you know, college athlete pay and compensation. And there's yeah. just no other area um, in the, in the world, in the workforce where you can make so much money off of somebody else's work and yeah. free labor and not have to compensate them it doesn't exist yeah. and it also doesn't exist for any other student right? right you could be in a theater program you could be biologist mm-hmm. Matt you don't have restrictions on when you can transfer you don't have restrictions on jobs yeah. you can perform mm-hmm. um and so you know it, it, it someone says like the, you know the NCA is a cartel it, they have a lot of control they spend a lot of money mm-hmm. lobbying for to congress um and every time it's gone to court they've been found to be violating federal antitrust law yeah. So now they're asking for exemptions because um, <laughs> because it turns out they're violating law every time uh, someone challenges them on it. Well, well, I mean, go ahead, Kendall. I was just gonna say, and well, now we have we have states that are making mm-hmm. the laws that that college kids can benefit off their likeness. How is that gonna, you know, <laughs> how is that gonna change with the NCAA? Like, yeah. are they battling that? How does that? Even yeah. Work? Oh, yes, they're they're battling. I mean they're battling it to the nail and um, states are the ones that actually forced uh, the NCAA to even take action. Uh, yeah. action. I put that in quotes because sure. they're not really doing anything. They're kind of having really good PR people wording things in ways that makes mm-hmm. it seem like they are while they're wobbly, lobbying Congress, mm-hmm. um, you know, for all of these exemptions. Um, and I, I quite honestly think states need to just kept pressing forward and mm-hmm. doing, you know, yeah. if you can have, there's there's always a take it's like oh people argue you can't have all these states having different laws related to pay for players this and that you have all these states having different laws for everything employment yes. you know yeah every right. single area of law all states differ and guess what it all works it all works out right yeah um and so that's just you know an excuse um i think the states should keep pressing forward some states have you know different uh provisions than other in terms of like the percentage and what they would make yeah. and how it would work right. out um but you know now congress is getting involved and you know the ncaa is spending a lot of money to to make sure that you yeah. know their their multi-billion dollar industry isn't uh impacted and i'm surprised too because we had on um another uh, sports writer and she covers uh men's basketball college college mm-hmm. a high school and college all 
And we were discussing how many people have declared right out of high school to go right. into G League, even to, you know, just to go into G League. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been formed by the N double, I'm sorry, by the NBA, mm-hmm. which is literally taking the, you know, taking it out of the NCAA. How yeah. aren't, are they supposed to be like kind of friendly with one another? I would seem that this is like a hostile move by the NBA. I mean, at the end of the day, they see money to be made, right? Yeah. And you have these players, there's, there's options, right? So sometimes because of the one and done rule, because of the rule that you, you know, that you have to play a year of college. Um, so it's essentially yeah. forcing these these players into to go to college when they maybe just wanted to try to go right to the league. Um, mm-hmm. But you have options now. You can play overseas. You can play in the G mm-hmm. League. You've got the, yeah. the uh, new PC league that's going to start up. And you have opportunities to make money and to also get an education. Um, and so, you know, Jay Billis does – he says it best. He's like, listen, college basketball isn't going to not be great, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's college basketball. There's something to it. Uh, the camaraderie and, and playing in college is an outstanding experience. It's fantastic. Perfect. Some of the best times of people's lives. Um, but it's not, it might not be the greatest basketball ever for if, if yeah. the NCAA doesn't change and adapt because, yeah. um, you know, you have a lot of people, a lot of young kids who can't, their families are struggling, right? Yeah. That's, you also look at the socioeconomic impact of who suffers, right? Right. Who are, who's taking you know, money. It's probably not, you know, Mr. Whatever his name out in the suburb with rich parents yeah. who can afford all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's probably a kid from somewhere whose family is struggling and mm-hmm. these benefits help his family, him, his, yeah. his or her family. Um, and so, you know, we, we don't, we don't talk about that enough, um, but it's, it's, true. it's super important. It's true. We have talked to players in the past that are like, you know, they've had these talents that they've been able to use to then provide. And that has yeah. been an important narrative for them. Right. And the NCAA talks about, you know, the majority of our athletes, most of them go pro in something other than sports. So you're literally taking mm-hmm. away the only time in their lives where they could actually make money off of sport. Yep. Um, that's what you're taking away. If, you, if most of them don't play professionally, this is the only time that they actually could make money off of sport. And, you know, people also talk, oh, well, this will take away from, you know, women's sports and this and that. Like, you're totally discounting women. And the prof and the marketability of women, you know, like, I'm sorry, but even at local, you know, smaller school levels, you know, Joe Flo over there, the car dealership really has a, likes the softball team and likes one kid. He's going to want to pay for that, pay that girl money. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, women are, we're, we're a target market for buying. So I don't know why we're not a target. (laughs) Oh yeah. For for everything else. So true. So, um, so true. Yeah, it's got to happen. Well, I always say follow the money. That's normally where you're going to find out why anything is happening. Be a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Telling you. (laughs) It is my go-to. When when you can't make sense of it all, I just say, hey, you know what? Follow the money. Follow the money. You'll find the answer for sure. It's like a toucan Sam knows. They're going to find you right to the dollars, and that's where you know everything is at. Kelsey, it has been a supreme joy. Super cool. Yeah. To and learn more about educational. you. And <laughs> to, I mean, no, seriously, like this is so like fantastic to listen to, you know, like learning more about uh, just the legal part of sports and the business of sports. And to your point, as you know, we started to talk about how much sports is integrated with the bigger fabric of our world, our country, our mm-hmm. culture, 
and why, you know, we are so drawn to it because it's not just about what's on the court. It's about, I mean, think about what you said about the impact that this lawsuit can do. It will change the law. And I think that's what people, I appreciate you saying that. I think that's what people, you know, I, I also, I find the law incredibly boring for the most part, right? Like I don't like to read a lot of the stuff. I don't like to listen to a lot of it. Um, and so I know that other people must also feel that same way. So I try to make things like put them into perspective of what actually people care about. Right. Mm-hmm. And most, for the most part, that's the bigger story or that's kind of how it could impact them. Um, and it, like you said, it's also important educational to know these things and, you know, have an argument because when people mm-hmm. go around chanting equal pay, equal pay, it's great. It's perfect. I love it. Great marketing, great PR. And it's, it's heartwarming to see that globally, but like, also let's, let's understand what this fully means and let's figure out ways to practically actually make change too, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, there's some men listening to this and they can maybe find an argument to support. (laughs) If you're out there, turn the volume up, man. Right, right. (laughs) We want you to win. (laughs) We really do. We're supporting you to support us. Thanks. Um, Kelsey, where can our audience find your work? Where can they follow you? You know, what are all your handles? Tell us where you're yeah, at. Yeah, Ktrain underscore eleven for Twitter and Ktrain eleven Instagram. And uh, you know, I write for a bunch of different sites. Equalizer Soccer. I do a lot of stuff with the U.S. Women's National Team for them. Mediate, uh, Calling Game podcast. I also just started a new sports law podcast called Turns Out. Um, and that'll be like, uh, you know, nine, 10 minutes kind of overview of, of stuff that is happening that concerns women for the most part, uh, with a a fellow lawyer of mine. So, so yeah, that's, that's where you can find me and, um, just, you know, out there on Twitter for sure. Tweeting all day long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got plenty on. Yeah. We get, you sound like your Google search is long and wide. So (laughs) that. Because I always say I find everything about people on the internet. (laughs) So you're on point. So we will also have um, this in our show notes. So you guys can have links to actually some of the sites that you talked about. I highly recommend following Kelsey on Twitter. It's It's not just sports and law stuff too. No. It's memes and sometimes I'm like, I make jokes. Um, You were drinking coffee the other day randomly. It might have been a TBT. I don't know. We don't know. (laughs) It's very unclear, but it's always different, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely, (laughs) you know, it's an engagement mill. Right. Of Kelsey. Yes. Kelsey, thank you again so, so, so much. Thanks, Um, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's, you know, continue to keep our, you know, connection and anytime mm-hmm. you want to come back or if we can invite you, yes, please. I'm sure there's going to be some legal something happening, especially with now coronavirus and pandemic right. being part of our um, tapestry of sports. So we would love to have you back anytime and we'll, sure. we'll keep following you and keep in touch. But thank you. Thank you so much for being part of the Hoops Talk on the Women's Crush Wednesday segment. Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. And we are back. Oh, my God. How amazing was that, Kelsey Trainer? My brain grew. Oh, seriously? <laughs> oh, I love that. I know. That awesome. I feel that stuff to me is fascinating. I love listening to like all yeah. that. 
legal. It's, I mean, especially about the the U.S. women's team. Yeah, that was she interesting. The silver lining to it, right? Definitely brought some hope back into the picture that yeah. I totally lost, and I feel like probably everybody had lost. <laughs> yeah, no, that perspective is really great, and it's very knowledgeable. And to her point, you know, knowing how to set up the argument, right, as part of the discussion, I feel like I could go out now and you know turn some people's minds as to why this is important. I think they're changing law. I'm gonna L Woods Mysteries right? <laughs> I love mysteries. Yeah. Oh anyone get into Harvard <laughs> I concur. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um so uh, I'm glad she was uh able to be part of our Women Crush Wednesday and we'll have all those links on our um show notes so you guys can get into Twitter. Definitely follow her on Twitter. She's a really great I mean, like she said, beyond sports and um the legal stuff, she she does have some some fun. She fucks around, fucks around on Twitter. Um so quickly, we're going to just move into a couple of topics we wanted to go over for the uh, sports in the age of coronavirus. One <laughs> is Maya Moore was selected as a finalist for ESPN Muhammad Ali Humanitarian Award. This nice. is, I thought this was great news. One, yeah. because mm-hmm. we had covered uh, Maya Moore uh, when the New York Times piece came out yep. about how she, she um, decided to defer season because she was working on a, uh, a case for a young man, I believe his last name is Irons. He had been arrested for uh, attempted burglary, I believe, and she was fighting for social justice uh, with his case. So she actually was at the prime of her game Mm -hmm. and decided to use her platform to uh, take on this case as a part of, you know, the systemic issues and challenges that people of color have the injustices um when it comes to the you know court justice and and sentencing and um so she is one of the finalists i think that couldn't honestly couldn't pick a better because we're talking about Mm -hmm. i mean maya moore is consistently chosen as the favorite players of a lot of elite athletes Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she was at the hype of her play, the her peak performance, and she was like, you know, I, she did not feel in her heart that she could play knowing that there were, there was this injustice happening in the world. And so she took on the, um, the system. Mm-hmm. She worked with, um, that the, uh, imprisoned, uh, young man and really, you know, took on the, um, being that voice and using and using her platform. So I think it's great. I look forward to seeing that. I think that's going to come on, uh, let's see here, June 21st on mm-hmm. ESPN. They're going to have the ceremony. So, yeah, I know, Karen, Karen, you and I talked about this one. Yeah, yeah. And also, too, just even the other athletic finalists in here, like the stories are it's compelling. Great. And, and, and I – I love it when athletes do this. I love anyone with like celebrity or reach who are like mm-hmm. using their platform to yeah. help those who need it. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, people will say what they'll say about Kim Kardashian and what she's potentially using hers for, but I mean, she's helping folks too. So, hey, she's helping social justice and your waist trainer. I mean, I mean, <laughs> and your detox tea. Right. 
She's pooping her pants while she does it. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands and your ass. <laughs> you need to be well supported when you're going into court. What can yeah. you say? Nothing like a good waist trainer to help you <laughs> when you're doing your closing arguments. Yes. Yeah. So kudos to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, the last thing we want to talk about because we are always like ready to throw fire. Shame. At oh, this. Fire. <laughs> fire, right? Like on Pure 45 right now. Um, the NBA <laughs> is in exploratory talks with Disney World for the season to start up in July, deep in the heart of Florida. Why? Okay, isn't Florida? Because it's Florida. Florida. Yeah, because it's Florida, and they'll do anything for money. Florida is open. I got, <laughs> I got friends in Florida that are, like, sending me pictures. They're out at bars. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's oh nobody's God. doing anything. They Texas, too, care. right? Because my family in Houston, they're all bowling, eating out at restaurants, too, getting their and, nails done. And Texas has the uh, largest increase of cases yes. that have popped up, too. So... You're doing great, guys. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think the owner of the Houston Rockets was on CNN, and he was like, you know, we're, we want to open up because sports is really important, and, you know, people need us, and the players want to play. And I'm just like, dude, okay, so let me get this straight. You're going to be in your mansion uh, right. sitting back uh, all, like, with your, you know, your quarantine self watching these players go out and because they right. want to. You know, they've people all said they want us. to. And all the people that are Come cleaning, on. everything. We've had this, like, slave owners life. say their slaves want to pick the fields. You know what right. I mean? Same They're doing shit. a service, yeah. Because people need our entertainment. Listen, I've got Netflix, Hulu, you name it. I've got every streaming device. What's I your gaming a, device? I, I bought a PlayStation. We have movies. We have music. We have the internet. We have Zooming. TikTok. We've got board games. We've got TikTok. We've got Twitter. We don't, yeah. we have plenty of entertainment. What people need is money, jobs, and food. Yeah, yeah. We don't, the, we don't need some sweaty players running around getting COVID. No, I, I totally agree. We have not, we have yet to even touch the, like, below the surface of how much shit we have to entertain us. Like, we can never get to the bottom of an Instagram, like, scrolling. Have you ever reached right. the bottom? Yeah. No, no. Right. There is there's no not, There's not one there's day no where button. I'm like, where I'm like, there's everything on the internet. <laughs> right? What else is there to do? Like, absolutely nothing. There is so much. I, I I'm just learn, so annoyed. Learn another people, language. Like, I don't know. Learn a skill. I'm just so annoyed with people who are like, well, I'm bored with the pandemic, so it must not be anymore. Like, no, just because yeah. it's bored. <laughs> just because you're bored. That it's <laughs> well, that was the, that, I think that was the other thing that the Houston Rocket owners was saying. He was like, well, you know, they haven't had sport. People haven't had sports so much. And so, hence, you see a lot of these marches and a lot of these protests. So, you know, it's because they need this entertainment to, like, mm. release. And I'm like, Bro. That's what the media gets for fucking promoting They're literally that shit. Wow. protesting because they can't get haircuts and Baskin yeah. Robbins. Like, no. give me a break. They're 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 protesting because they're inconvenienced of the things that they want to do, but they are not the ones that are gonna go out there and bag your groceries, yeah, yeah. and deliver no. your DoorDash, and wipe no. down your seats, and you know have to try to serve you while keeping social distancing. No. Okay, that those are not the people. Like, if I understand when people are like, "Look, I need to work, and to work, I need to go." And I need to be, you know, at the McDonald's behind the counter and try to keep myself safe. Mm -hmm. 
Not if you're like, well, I need to eat in the McDonald's because it's not the same experience. No. <laughs> Two different no. people. No. Karen I just want got that McDonald's dining yeah. experience. <laughs> Karen just got sick of her cooking because she doesn't know how to use spices. Right. Thank you. And also they don't know Thank what you. they don't know what no means. Like I think yeah. a lot of Americans are so like, I'm free when I wake up. I woke up in a free country. They don't know anything like that of being told they can't do something and oh suddenly now you feel the plight of everyone else all this goddamn you're these are my freedoms to go out and do whatever well you know what you know what i've decided i'm not gonna drive in the lanes anymore because it's oh, my freedom I to like go this. and go wherever the fuck i want to drive i like I, this i don't have to give a shit about your, your safety in the lane next to me and your safety yeah. in that lane next to me hey fuck yeah. it i'm just you know gonna what? go wherever you yeah. know what? They're not arresting people. They're not going into jail. It's my freedom to slap a bitch with no mask on. Right, you know what you I go. mean? Right. With a with a glove. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All, right. Always exactly. with a glove. Always with a glove. Yeah, I I there are okay. We all love sports. We want mm-hmm. sports to come back because we love sports. We cover sports. Mm-hmm. We work in sports. We are fans of sports. In addition, we want it to be done safe, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't want people to get, we don't need a, another Rudy Gobert situation, right? We want right. it to be Oh, safe. Rudy. And you also want to be able to have the people that work it be safe, right? That's important. Yeah, and you because want, they don't have a choice sometimes. And you want them to get paid because they need to get paid. The economy right. is what it is. But it's just like, let's think of the things that can't, like basketball to me is not one that can come back. It's just right. no. It's just it's way and too it, late. Right. But it. But the thing is, is like the protocols that they have put in place. So this weekend, you know, there's gonna the match is gonna be on, right? Mm-hmm. It's that charity golf game between Tiger Woods and oh god, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, oh, and Nick Olson, right? And it's for charity, so you know what have you. But can you just imagine the protocols? Like, there's four people, and what, I don't know, eighteen holes, I think. Yeah. In, in so. There, that is a situation where you're like, okay, managing the risks to me seems like a doable, doable. thing with the protocols that we have in place with the social right. physical distancing, with the washing of the hands and the mask there, that is something you're out in the open. You may not need as big a staff. Yep. You're going to have to carry your own clubs. Sorry. You're not rubbing up on guys. Yeah. Trying to back in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you, could, and you could probably have, so you could probably have like maybe a few camera, a few cameramen that are stationed far enough away from each other. Or a that, drone even. Yeah. You don't even need a person. You know, the sports cancer ca- uh, announcers can be watching it on a screen in their own home. I don't know. But I do think that there's definitely ways where something like that can have these protocols. There are tennis matches potentially mm-hmm. could have. I mean, even though the thing that is problematic is right the fitting of the the you know uh, that's where the virus is said to be carried is more in your um spit and when you're talking right so there are like protocols but when you think about a contact sport something like basketball and you think about even football because i don't care what they say one thing contact i'm sorry let me tell you let me tell you football is going to happen i'll tell you right now put money on it because they don't give a fuck about their players slave owners yeah not at all they're like what do they bow down to too exactly let's be honest yeah exactly which as a matter of fact i was just uh one of the uh pac-12 commissioner was saying that he felt that that uh students were safer on campus than they were i saw that not being (sighs) on campus 
And you're just like, well, you know, it's, it stems from that type of mentality, again, following the money. Um, So I just don't think that you are going to have a sport like basketball or football um baseball maybe I could see baseball maybe. i could see how but you, you know, know dugout though that that would be weak yeah like, because yeah, like you don't just think about like you getting it but if you are asymptomatic and then you go out it's i don't know there's like a lot of things there but you know anything where you're like in a team setting of that nature i just don't just stop just right. put it on hold, and it breaks my heart because I fucking we love basketball. We love WNBA. We were so looking forward to getting all the basketball. All, yeah, everything. and the WNBA season's so short anyway. It's never enough yeah. that it's gonna be yeah. what skipped over because base NBA needs to start in July or August. Like no, right? I just and I just I don't understand. Like we're already coming into June when the finals would normally mm-hmm. be going on. Be done. So yeah. you're going. It's they already said it's going to be until mid July that this would possibly happen. And then how long is that going to take another month? And then oh, it's a month and a half into for August, fucking NBA finals. And then yeah. they have their, isn't the draft or they, they yeah. start their season in October. Yeah. yeah. Like, how is that going to work? I Just don't know. call it. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't help though, that you have like all these superstars who are like, yeah, let's bring it back. Like, Baseball survived call. a strike in the yeah. 90s, like, and canceled the rest of the season. Like, this could be fine. Like, it's going to be fine. Right. Just just call it and focus on making next season so amazing. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. then now people, all the, it's all built up, right? Now it's like, oh, God, yes, next season's here. What could have yeah. been last season? I really want to spend my money to go and see. I haven't been able to go to a game. I want to spend my money. I want to go to this game. Yeah. Like, just what's another two months? You know, like just, just call I agree it. with you. I agree with you. But at the end of the day, you got to follow the money. And I think Adam Silver is stalling for time. Bless his heart because yeah. he's like, he knows what's right. Yeah, but right. he's got to deal with everybody. He's got else. pressure. He's got pressure from certain players. He's got mm-hmm. pressure from owners. He's got mm-hmm. so much pressure. And bless his heart, you know, uh, I think that he's trying. And I think his he's doing as much stalling technique as he can. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like when you get don't get your homework done, you keep telling your teacher a new excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so maybe Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Disney you World. Getting asked, you keep getting asked out on a date, and you're like, oh, hey, let me check my schedule. And then, right? oh, wait, wait, let me check my schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Oh, I gotta check my schedule again. He's trying to ghost everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> he should just uh, fake COVID and then like quarantine himself. Something. Yeah, he just be on being quarantined. Sorry. Um, right. but yeah. Well, that's all that's all we got time for today. I think yeah. that is we just hope that everybody stays safe, please, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, get Wash your hands, wash your ass, all that good stuff. Wash all that stuff. Um, Again, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Make sure you subscribe and review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the ones I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, Follow us on our social handles, Twitter. um, We're on Instagram and Twitter at The Hoops Talking. And YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. That's our fun new, uh, you know, platform that we're we're yeah, see what we look like. yeah and then tiktok I, I got my first tiktok out i love in, it intern approved so yes. you know make sure you do that thank you again to kelsey trainer for being mm-hmm. on the show on our Women fresh cool. wednesday Thanks, we'll put all of the links all her beautiful links and everything so that you can be in contact with her 
Um, other than that, now that we're having uh, summer heat, we see a fire in San Francisco. Karen, how do you want to keep it? <laughs> want to keep it sweaty and, and petty. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, sweet.